All right. Nate Fu coming in here with the sub. Thank you so much, Nate. I'm talking now. And I don't know. Do you guys ever take like Mucinex to clear up your sinuses and it like dries it out so much it like hurts? Yes. That's why That's I don't the use way it to start off a stream. Can that be the intro? Please, for God's sake, can we make that the intro to this podcast? The best yes, part they can't, can't hear, hear me. Joe. Oh, Absolutely not. Joe. Why can't they hear Joe? Because I muted my mic. So they can't hear me. That's ridiculous. So what Joe just the, asked the was recording does that it doesn't matter. They're not gonna hear that because I'm gonna edit it. Before we start off, just a quick disclaimer, the information presented in this podcast is of a general nature and is intended for educational and entertainment purposes. While many of the people here have some form of mental health training, they are not your mental health professional. This podcast is not a replacement for mental or physical care or for the di- diagnosis of any mental health illness or condition. So, Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining us once again uh, to the Guardians MH podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Dr. Goku, and with me tonight, with we have an absence of our friend Joe, because Joe's off sick, but we have Nate, hello, Alan, howdy, and Matt. Hello, hello. If you're joining us for the first time, Guardians MH is a 501c3 nonprofit focused on promoting mental health awareness throughout the gaming community, and it's being a first step in assisting individuals with gathering meaningful resources in a safe and inclusive atmosphere. The podcast is another way to normalize talking about mental health and is a fusion of mental health topics and gaming. So everyone, please welcome our guest tonight. How are you doing, Moon? Moon bald, actually. (laughs) It's late here. (laughs) What's up? What's going on? You know, not a whole lot. Yeah, well, you know, that's 2020. Yeah, mm. <laughs> that's true. My, oh my city just got turned back to phase orange. So, yay. Probably oh, for this. Orange. <laughs> I didn't know you guys had colors. Yeah, we have the, we have the, the colors. So Do- we went we went to phase yellow and then orange and yellow again and orange again. Wait, was there a thing that colors didn't exist in Canada? Did I miss something? <laughs> <laughs> you cross the border and everything is in black and white. Just- I mean, I was going to say we're out of orange because all the leaves are on the floor. So, yeah. oh, they, yeah, they have two we, colors we in snow. two colors we in Canada: snow. white and moose. So, do me a favor. <laughs> You, you got a you got a D10 there. Can you just roll for psychic damage really quick? That was terrible. <laughs> I'll do it for you. Hold on. <laughs> yeah, that's a nice two. You're lucky. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Well, <laughs> we had snow this morning, so yay winter! <laughs> uh, I, I'm I'm in New York City, so I'm I'm expecting a lockdown probably Sunday. Yeah, I think most of us most of us are expecting something to come. Yeah, soon. I, I'm just I'm keeping my mouth shut. Sorry, <laughs> I don't blame you. Yeah. I don't blame you. <laughs> 
So before we derail too much, because we never derail here, no. uh, Moon, why don't you tell everyone a little bit more about who you are? Sure. Um, yeah, my name is Moonvald. I am, I think, best known in the Destiny community for running Planet Destiny. Um, I'm also a multi multidisciplinary artist and kind of like a community manager. Um, I also do voice acting sort of as a hobby. Um, but yeah, those are... That's basically breaking me down to my bare essentials. Uh, yeah. So why don't you let a bit of everyone know uh, where you kind of running Planet Destiny came from? Oh, boy. Okay, this is a long story. <laughs> it's a long story. <laughs> um, so I started off as just kind of like somebody doing pickup work for Planet Destiny. Um, if you're familiar with Nem Plays, mm-hmm. he, uh, mm-hmm. he hooked me up. He got me on the team. Um, back, uh, like around Curse of Osiris, kind of, um, that time I can't remember. Was that 2017? That was 2000, December, 2017. Yes. Okay. Wow. uh, Yeah. That's Curse of Osiris came out. Jesus Christ. Time is fake. Um, (laughs) anyway, (laughs) so that was three years ago. Yeah. Yeah. I know because my son was born I'm sorry. Can I swear? By the way, I forgot to ask. Uh, well, yeah. not every just, two just, words, just bleep it out. It's fine. I'll remember. Yeah. Um, but uh yeah, no, so I started working with Planet Destiny around Curse of Osiris, kind of courtesy of again, Nem Plays. Um, and I was just kind of doing pickup work for the syndicate. Like I was on the podcast a couple times. I just did streaming stuff here and there. I did video things here and there, just kind of this, that, and the other thing. And when Warmind rolled around, our content director basically just up and left. He was like, all right, peace. I'm going to go do something that's going to make more money or whatever the heck his agenda was. I don't know. And we were all just kind of like, okay, cool. Uh, So we didn't have any leadership. So what happened was uh, I went to the uh, parent company that owns or owned planet destiny at the time um, and said, do y'all don't want something to happen here? Like, do you want somebody else to run this show? And they were like, yeah, sure. So I negotiated a monthly stipend and stuff with them and just kind of terms of agreement. And it's been my job ever since. <laughs> so, yeah. That's well, awesome. and, and ever since you've uh, kind of taken the ship, you've righted it and built it back up to its, uh, you know, probably past its, its former glory. Now. No, I, I wouldn't so. say that. It was huge. Planet Destiny used to be humongous. Oh, I know. Like, yeah, but it's it's so now it's one of those staples uh-huh. of yeah, yeah, the Destiny for sure. community for so long. It was. Mm-hmm. Um, I it's I don't ever know if it's going to be that big again, but I'm quite happy with it right now, and I love my team, and I think we have a great community. And all, all in all, I would say, um, that's what's most important to me. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I feel I'm like I'm still with most of the uh, most of the streamers in the uh, in the stable there. So they're good people. Yeah. It's almost like I picked them for that reason. <laughs> you know, but yeah. So that's how I came to be the EIC of Planet Destiny. So what drew you to to Destiny in the first place? Because this game's been out for quite some time when you actually mm-hmm. really think of how long mm-hmm. we've been playing this game. Almost seven years now. Yeah. yeah. I, I started playing Six, back at the PS4 Alpha. Oof. Right after E3 came out, I was able to get a, a alpha key. 
Wow. Yeah. That's like I said, time is fake. It just like that. <laughs> time um, is a fake construct. I don't believe it really in the moon. I'm not going to lie. Because it came up, what, in 2014? Something like that. Jeez. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. It's been a while. Yep. It's been a while. <laughs> um, like Dest- Destiny came out. I bought a condo, got married, had two kids, bought a house. <laughs> and here we yep. are. It's like, it doesn't no. feel like it's been that long until you no. go, oh, it's, it's been seven years. And it's like, oh, yeah. September 2014. Yeah. So yep. I. A blink of an eye. Moved into a, moved into a duplex, bought a house, got to, had two kids and graduated university finally. Word. Yeah. Yeah. For me, it was. Um, so actually, Destiny 1 was my first, like, first person shooter console game that I'd ever really experienced. Um, and the way I got into it was I had a friend who was playing it at the time and I was it just kind of sitting on the couch watching him play. And it was so visually arresting for me. Like I was like, this is probably one of the coolest looking video games that I've ever seen. And he oh, yeah, the, started the to tell me about top notch. It, it's just so beautiful. I mean, even back then it, it still holds up. I think it's obviously not as high definition as D2, but like I, I just was sitting there and I was watching it and I was like, do you mind if I try to play? <laughs> and so he set up um, like a PSN account for me and the rest is history. I haven't looked back since, but that was around house of wolves. I think is when so I started playing. Right. Oh, wow. Which class yeah. did you mm-hmm. choose? Warlock. Warlock. Yes. Day yes. one Warlock. That's right. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Thank you. We're always outnumbered here because we're four Warlocks. Oh, I'm so sorry. But I'm not, time. though, actually. <laughs> I'm normally the one that's nerfed our, nerfed our staff. Do uh, not, do not awesome. be sorry. No. <laughs> Listen, it, I've been a Void Walker okay since day PvP, one. PvE, not so great. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Oh, Warlocks yeah. are amazing. They are the just... The holy children in the Destiny community and the world. <laughs> the floofy nature. Of well, the world. I don't know about your warlock. Mine's definitely not holy. <laughs> well, all right. No, when I when I get hung up in the air, he tends to get a little holy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> the dad puns, huh? That's another yeah. D10 of psychic damage. <laughs> We're going to do this all night, boys and girls. Oh, We're doing God. this all night. Because <laughs> I remember back in D1... Back before we really had Ishtar, uh, back before we had the lore books for, or even before we had Bife and Mylan Games, mm-hmm. Planet Destiny had a lot of the lore there. Yeah, yeah. Because they read it. <laughs> there was a lot of people. Were a lot of people working on Planet Destiny, especially like around the time that it first was booted up, essentially. Because I remember D1's story <laughs> or, or kind of lack thereof of the main campaign. Mm-hmm. But then you started kind of delving into the lore, getting to know the factions and the exotic weapons, kind of each weapon having their own lore. And it just opened up this whole other world. And a lot mm-hmm. of that for me came from Planet Destiny and just opened my eyes to a different way of seeing the game. Right. Yeah. I mean, 
the lore is just such a huge thing. And the fact that we're now getting to see it in game is in a way that's completely unprecedented in the franchise too, is really cool. So, mm. but yeah, no, that's really neat to hear. I had absolutely no part in it when it first started, but <laughs> it's yeah. good to know. Yeah. But for so many people, Planet Destiny has been kind of that staple where they knew they could go to, to get most of their Destiny news. And I mm-hmm. think Planet Destiny yeah. has been that hub for a lot of people. That's mm-hmm. spawned so many careers. For sure. Yeah. Lots, so many people have come out of there. Like so many people in the community. Um, and I'm, I'm very humbled by the fact that I even get to kind of be the the custodian of the IP. Like obviously I didn't found it, right? But I, I still try to take care of it as best as I can because I have an immense amount of respect for it because of the people that came from it. Like some of my best friends, um, some of the people I love the most, um, some of whom aren't even in the community anymore, like the Crucible radio guys, but like like my heart and soul <laughs> like came from Planet Destiny, right? And it's it's just so it's so cool to be able to watch over it and give it's it the upkeep solid. it needs to be. And going. the fact that you have that that reverence and respect for it, I think is what makes you the right person to bring it into the, you know, the, its next era. <laughs> I appreciate right? that. Thank you. Yeah. No, I hope I sure hope that's yeah. It is it is it it wasn't like you said, it's your baby, no matter what. <laughs> yeah, basically. You are taking care of it. <laughs> yep. You that know is my job. <laughs> I think the other, the one thing I want to, I want to ask too, you mentioned, and I'm going to misquote and I apologize, a multidisciplinary artist. Mm -hmm. Explain that, please. (laughs) So I, um, I have done very loose, like freelance work for most of my adult life when it comes to art. Um, I've done, uh, I used to do a lot more uh, things relating to graphic design. So like Twitch branding and stuff um, way back in the day. But uh, nowadays I do more things that are related to fine art. So illustration um, and painting and sculpting and things like that. Um, and one of the things I'm best known for, I think, I don't know, but is um, the fact that I paint animal skulls and I Ooh. sell them. And I take a lot of pride in that. That is probably one of my, my favorite running projects to work on. <laughs> Why animal skulls? I think they're a really awesome canvas because of, you know, they come in so many different shapes and sizes. Um, and <laughs> this could sound really weird, but bone takes like paint really well and acrylic paint really well. Um, and it's just, I don't know. I like to paint on multidimensional surfaces a lot. And I think it's the perfect medium for that. So. That's awesome. I have so many questions on where you get the skulls from, but we'll talk. But that's that's for after the pot. No, I'm joking. <laughs> I, I could tell you. I mean, like mostly, oh. I get them from uh, like pawn shops. Often have skulls. Um, I'll go on like local Facebook kind of classified groups and be like, in search of, you know, deer mm-hmm. mounds or deer skulls and stuff like that. Um, I also will buy things off eBay and Etsy. Um, I have a lot of different sources um, for finding finding skulls. <laughs> oh, that's that's very. How long how long have you been doing that? Oh God, since like 2014, maybe. 
It started because I found a couple of cow skulls at an estate sale and I just had them and I had no idea what to do them for the longest time. And then inspiration just kind of struck and I figured out that I really liked doing that. So I just kept on doing it. It's very, it's a very unique. Because uh, yeah. animal skulls. Medium. Are, yeah. For people that may not know, are extremely intricate. Because I remember mm-hmm. back to um, my fine arts days when I was studying fine arts at a university, uh, we used to do still lives of animal skulls. So like rat skulls. And uh, mm-hmm. I think yeah. we did a gopher once and a cow. But just looking at the skull it is so intricate in terms of kind of the folds and the fissures. It, and each one's a little bit different. Oh, yes. They vary widely. Um, I'll post something in the Zoom chat here for y'all if you want to take a look. Um, just of a couple examples of some illustration and also the skulls. Uh, but yeah, no, it's 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 a really fun thing to do. And it's uh, it's usually pretty profitable, too. So if I sit down and I'm like, I need to make a couple extra bucks or whatever, I'll, you know, paint paint up some skulls and list them on my Etsy shop. So that's amazing. Yeah, they look <laughs> wow. amazing. Thank you. Holy. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and insert sorry, all- listeners, by the way. <laughs> Right. Insert pause break for us to just marvel at this. No, this is this is fantastic. It's it's I don't know. I don't, I don't mean this to be offensive at all, but it's like eerily pleasant, if that makes sense. Well, thank you. I mean, okay. I, I, I try to make it pleasant. Yeah. Look that you're seeing? yeah. 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 Yep. That's usually what I go for. Because it allows me to uh, kind of make a cohesive image on the whole, like the entirety of the skull, basically. Instead of just like painting a picture or a scene on them, but, yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah. So, what and do unique. you look at those skulls? Thank you. What What do you see? What was the question, sir? When you look at those skulls, what do you see? Um, I mean, first and foremost, like it's it's interesting because like that was an animal at some point. That was a living, breathing thing, um, which kind of gives me a little bit of a sense of reverence for what I'm doing. And it helps me sort of stay present when I'm working on whatever I'm working on. Um, as far as what I actually put on them, and which again is typically a, a, a galaxy motif, um, that just depends on what color palette I'm thinking of or particularly interested in at that point. Um, since, since it's actually pretty simple to do kind of a space scene and joe's but, joe's yeah. putting them up on, on the screen for our live viewers there we go hello everybody. Oh, <laughs> awesome <laughs> yeah that's the one right now that's up that's that's my favorite right now from everything that's been shown <laughs> <laughs> thank you because when you, you look at those skulls even though they are animals that you see on earth they kind of look alien a little bit they do mm-hmm. yeah it's, I mean, without the muscle and flesh and everything else, it's, you know. Kind of makes you think like the xenomorphs. A little bit, yeah. Yeah, xenomorphs are pretty skeletal, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, I'm floored. 
<laughs> don't mind me. Don't flatter me too much. No. <laughs> Why? I mean, I will because that, because that's. I'm just. I, I'm also just like in love with the gold detail mm. in a, around the skull as well. Yeah, I'm a sucker for like shiny detailing. So that's in pretty much every facet of any kind of art I make. Yeah. If I can't make something metallic, then. Yeah. So, Fair so enough. Matt, when you when you decided to pick out multi-dimensional artist, was this what you were expecting? That's <laughs> <laughs> multi-dimensional, man. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, that's yeah. I guess I don't know. I don't know what I was. I don't know what I was expecting, but not that. Um, <laughs> what other um, media's do you use? What other meat like? canvas outside of animal skulls um Um, mostly right now i am just doing digital illustration okay um i haven't really successfully completed anything this year because like covid depression and also i've just been really busy with other stuff so i haven't had a whole lot of time for it but um i think there's another example in that post i sent you of yes a warlock that i drew yeah very (laughs) very nice Thank you. Uh, but yeah, so right now it's mostly digital art, but I, I really love painting. I love acrylic and watercolor. Um, I yeah. guess kind of as far as traditional media goes. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I heard I heard VO work. What yeah. Can uh, what have you done? <laughs> what have I done? Uh, well, currently I am working on a couple of different projects uh, within the Destiny community. Um, Isaacle's Termino Ooh, is one yes. that I'm involved in, as well as another one um, run by my friend NJ uh, called Wayward, A Destiny Story. And that's going to oh. be more like a radio play that's going to come out soon. Um, but in the past, uh, you may know me from uh, Bife's last word thorn video i said you may know me from this but like that's i guess the most notable <laughs> thing that i've done i don't know okay um i was the voice of jaron ward's ghost in that project and that was oh. a great time there were so many talented people on that project and i was so flattered that <laughs> i was even there at all and i was just surrounded by people who were so good at what they were doing it was fantastic i would i would love to work with that group of people again I was, I was going to say, I noticed that uh, you were credited in this week's uh, movie of the week as well. Yeah, that was more of a producer thing. I actually didn't do any like voice work for that, but I, I got like the right people talking to each other to help some voice lines happen and just organizational stuff, um, which I like I said on Twitter, I was like, I don't even really feel like I deserve a hand in this or like cred- to be credited in this because it just completely slipped my mind. Um but uh, I'll people. take the emblem. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I'll take it. Fine, I guess. <laughs> um, yeah, so that was a pretty cool thing to wake up to, to be like one of the first people to get <laughs> that new emblem, too. It was wild. Yeah. yeah but it's so. incredible how much this community can bring so many people together for mm-hmm. so many of these projects outside of the game. Right. Right. Yeah, that's that's a huge moniker, I think, of the Destiny community is just how creative and inventive people are and how, you know, just how much hard work goes into the kind of content that we all produce and how, again, just how creative people are. It just astounds me 
all the time, all the time. Yeah. It, it, this community, like I, I've said it before, I'll say it again. I kind of really didn't delve into this community really until I joined up with guardians, but it just surprises me. Like, every day mm-hmm. the the level of creativity within the within the people in this destiny community and and the varying medias that people are involved with it, it's not just art but it's also stunt work it, it's yeah. um IRL guardian stunt work IRL yeah. guardian I love we that him oh my god he was so much fun on the podcast too because you He's know sweetheart and and again it's just the different media that people mm-hmm. can use to express not only, you know, for monetary purposes, but their love of this game yeah. and this community. It's kind of ridiculous in a yeah, sense. Yeah, art, animation, music, stunts, like so yeah. many different things. Um, and honestly, you know, that's the reason I stay. <laughs> I stick around is because yeah. of that kind of creativity yeah, and the fact that is- I get to showcase it with Planet Destiny. Mm-hmm. Uh, even just on the stream team, the way people run their shows differently is is so interesting for me to watch and the kind of things that people bring to the table um, and how that all sort of knits together to make one one community. And it's, it's so colorful. <laughs> so much more than just a game. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. yes, it is a game, but it's spawned so many things. Yeah. yeah. Truly, truly has. So cool. Speaking of Destiny, we have uh, it'll kind of lead us into our mental health topic for tonight and kind of take us into our gaming news later on. Tomorrow we have the Raid Race. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the only one here, I don't know if you, Moon, are going to be partaking, but is uh, Coed's going to be partaking possibly. I, I'm not. Okay. I level one <laughs> off to. I yeah, I'm also. Think about. <laughs> wait, wait, you can do it at 1100, right? Like, is no? I mean, no. I don't know if try. you could even start it. <laughs> no. <laughs> then, then no, I'll be sitting home watching. <laughs> yeah, but Destiny and the way the game is made brings up a lot of these moments. These mm-hmm. moments of bringing the community together. It's one and done if these small events that people really want to be part of, but also creates this type of fear. Mm-hmm. So that, that what's kind of been coined in the last kind of uh, couple of years as FOMO. So the fear of missing out. And within psychology, it's been relatively new. Mm-hmm. It's not something that's been studied so much really it started back in the late mid to late 90s so within psychology terms it's relatively new yeah and it it was kind of identified by someone in marketing so it was uh, someone called uh, dr dan herman which is kind of the apprehension that you may have that you may be out of touch uh, with social events, experiences, and interactions. Mm. It, it relates to that wanting to connect. Uh, and certainly more so now with how much more social media is integral in our lives. Back in the mid-90s, we had no social media. You wanted to be part of the thing, you went to the party. 
Yeah. It was either yeah. that or you heard the stories at the water cooler. But the acts, the added layer of social media where you don't just hear it the next morning at the water cooler. You're seeing the pictures. You're seeing the, the snaps or you're seeing the stories. These little moments where people will say, I kind of feel I need to be there, but I kind of want to be at home relaxing but I'm missing out on, on this fun. So it, it creates this type of social anxiety. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I, think, Oh, go ahead, Matt. No, I, I think too, there's, there's like the, the negative side to it as well, too. Not that I want to be Mr. Negative here, but um, the PS five launched the new Xbox launched everything. The new came together. Graphics cards launched. A new graphics card launch that I will just never get. Um, and it's just you see it everywhere. You open up, you know, you open up Instagram, you open up Twitter, who's got it, who is waiting online for it, you know, who's playing Spider-Man already on their PS5. And you also do get the sense like people actually get very upset because or angry too because they don't have it they're angry that they don't have it they get frustrated they get upset their friend has it but they don't so they're no longer playing with that friend mm-hmm. um it's i've part i've of been connectiveness right right you know tiktok has been exploding with it mm-hmm. yes i'm a 30 year old man who watches tiktoks <laughs> um <laughs> and with the ps especially with the ps5 it's been all over and if you l- kind of look at the comments people are angry now mm-hmm. you, you you will always get your normal people who will just be angry at anything on social media but you can kind of pinpoint like people who are really frustrated and upset and it goes back to that that aspect of fomo that fear of missing out well and, one thing that it, it does example for the ps5 is when you look at your friends list on ps5 there's a small little icon that oh they're so and so is playing this game, and it's either PS5 logo mm-hmm. or PS4 logo. Subtle, isn't it? it it's subtle, but you think, but it's there, <laughs> right? And you're called out, and yeah, because it, it's a picture of a PS4 or a PS5, and you just feel that little bit inferior of they're playing on that new hardware. Why am I not? playing on that mm-hmm. and it harkens to some kind of something primal within us where uh there's the, this term keeping up with the joneses joneses where we want to be part of the in crowd or the thing that is new it's not something that's new but it's exploded mm-hmm. with with the internet oh and it's got status attached i mean this i mean this goes back to you know, the, the forties and the fifties with your door to door Kirby vacuum sales, right? What? We're only, we're only going to be here this weekend. We're going through your neighborhood and we've got five of them on the truck. If you don't get one, your neighbor will, and you don't want to be the neighbor that doesn't have a Kirby vacuum. Right. It's the same thing. It's just evolved. Now that social media is part of it. Fear of loss is now fear of missing out. Yeah. And part of social media's design, especially the more visual it is, it's, it's, kind of insidious because a lot of the time it's it's 
you know, you curate this image of how great everything is, how fantastic it is to own this, you know, mm-hmm. great house, cool car, awesome furniture, whatever the hell you have in, in your possession and just show that to everybody. Right. Um, and that I feel like that can be a big are, source of that. Oh, hundred percent. Or posting these highly edited, tailored versions of situations. Mm-hmm. They're not posting reality. No. They're no. posting what they want you to see. Mm-hmm. But most people don't necessarily see it that way. They're seeing this person is having so much fun. This person is doing X, Y, or Z. And it comes with you kind of feeling socially excluded, isolated, and having this anxiety of if I'm not doing these things or if I'm not out there, I'll be missing out on these events, these experiences that people are just raving about. Maybe they're not that ex- um, that exciting, but the posts make it seem so exciting. Right? Mm-hmm. And it becomes especially harmful too when like big corporations are trying to sell you something like you mentioned with the vacuums, right? And oh, <laughs> just yes. spend your money now yeah. or you're going to miss out. And that's like a yep. huge thing. Um, that's harnessed by by pre-orders are a big and i don't want to i don't want to get i guess too down the rabbit hole but pre-orders are a thing like that too Mm -hmm. you know pre-order it now so that way you you know make sure that the product is in your hand on day one Mm -hmm. and it's i get the business side of pre-orders but again there's that little bit of you know, fluff and airiness and, you know, let's paint a perfect picture for maybe something that you're not going to have on day one anyway. That's capitalism, baby. (laughs) And these product launches are a different way to be connected. Uh, The example, you're on a phone call and you have a call waiting on the other, on the other line. So someone's calling you. What do most people do? They answer the phone and say, oh, it's this this other person. So you're stopping an interaction with someone to have another interaction of with someone else, even though you may not who, know who it is. By the fear of possibly missing out on this other form of interactions and connection. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you you get that that level of anxiety or stress because the people around you have kind of what you want and you're not able to play with them you're not able to enjoy it with them you're not able to partake in the rate in the raid race with them tomorrow like it it, it hits upon so many different le- uh, layers it, it hits on a social level you know it, it hits on a financial level too in a sense because you may just not have 500 dollars laying around to spend on a new ps5 so that also increases like a level of anger. And I'm including myself in that one. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't have that laying around right now. So I'm not going to run and grab the PS5. Um, or even uh, an expansion. Joe had mentioned in chat. Yeah. Uh, not being able to have this this new expansion for Beyond Light. Right. Yeah, you can play certain elements with new light where you can have access to the destination, but you can't play some of those story missions. Mm. Right, you're yeah, not going to get stasis. Part of that fire team to do the strike and do the the adventures. Yeah, absolutely. 
and you get some, you know, someone like me that write one uh, and in hindsight, it's not such a big deal, but you know, I had my first kid right at the same, at the same time that curse of Osiris came out and I knew I wasn't going to be able to play much, but mm-hmm. I still had to get it. I still had to get it because just in case I got free time, maybe I could play with my friends. And then they started doing the time gated stuff almost made me throw the game away. Cause it was like, yeah. once you fell a, once you fell a week behind on something, it was like, you're just not catching up and then try finding someone else who happens to be a week behind. You know, all my friends were on the money doing everything every week. They're getting all the, you know, all the weapons done. So by the time I finally got around to play, I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm still doing the first one. And I'm like, Oh, we just finished the last one. We're done with Osiris and it's boring. And it's like that, yep. that right there almost made me give up destiny for good. Cause destiny is a prime example. And there's so many other games that have this model where they time gate these events and it drives our psychology. Oh, people mm-hmm. don't want to miss out on these things. They don't want to miss out on these connections. So there's a theory called self-determination theory that an individual psychological satisfaction in their competence, autonomy, and relatedness of three basic psychological needs for human beings. So the people that have... Um, lower levels of basic psychological satisfaction report that they have higher levels of FOMO. So Mm. we kind of counteract those elements. It's yeah, I may miss out on this time gated event, but is it really going to matter? And really it shouldn't, but when they start attaching achievements and titles and emblems behind it, that's where it starts. But but that's kind of the dirty nature of right. That's where I start going. Right. Moon said it best before. That's capitalism, baby. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Unfortunately, it's how you you can hook these people in. Mm -hmm. It's how you sell uh, a product. It's just another tactic to yeah. Yeah, I'm listening to a really good audiobook that Joe kind of turned me on to. Uh, it's uh, Getting Gamers, and it's kind of the psycholo- psychology of gamers, and it's just phenomenal. And it goes through a lot of these psychological principles where why people will do certain things. So why do we want to do endless hours of grinding? Because there's the potential of having that little bit of loot at the end. Mm-hmm. And it why the, special. Yeah, why mm-hmm. the gotcha games are the big ones now. You know, what's that? There's mathematicians that are working on the science of what's the exact amount we can charge before that curve starts going the other direction. Right. You know, you, you yeah, and you can also loop in the the loot boxes, the loot box aspect with FOMO as well, too. Uh, only because I, I know that community too, Overwatch. That was a huge issue for a long time because everybody was are only going to be there for so long. <laughs> right, right. You could only get this skin for two weeks, you know, so you would you would get the people who would grind and, you know, get as many boxes as they could. Or you'd get the people that would pay 50 bucks and get 100 or so yep. loot boxes and get holes it on the slot machine. Right, yeah. right. And it's and it's a it's a bit of a show off factor. It's a bit of a bragging rights so to speak but still again it makes others who didn't get it for whatever reason 
you get that anger, you get that frustration because your friend's running around with the with the new Mercy skin and you're still on the default skin. So it's an unbalanced, not that it's an unbalanced playing field, but it's it does create this animosity towards others. It can yeah, it create. Have, haves and have nots. Right. Yeah. And that's, that's right. not pigeons and Skinner boxes. Right. Yeah. I mean, well, not, not, say not, every, not every game can be Animal Crossing, you know. There it is. Joe is kind of rolling his <laughs> eyes right now. Oh, he's he's completely rolling his eyes. Yeah, <laughs> you bastard. <laughs> <laughs> now, I got. Um, but, I mean, that's I I, I ham fisted that in there, but it's I'm that's there's there's truth to that statement. There's some games that are literally designed to just be community games and not have any of those fear of missing out tactics on them. No animal crossing is a $60 game that you can just play and that's it. Yeah. Um, you create and each person can and ha- or has the ability to create. And even if they can't create certain items, you can get it from other people for free as long as you have a code and things like that. But, but games like that are rare, unfortunately. So one thing we need to look at within the the FOMO is how can we work through it or not let us uh, let it affect us as much. So one thing is to escape kind of the the world of social media because mm-hmm. social media will really suck us in and we're going to fall into these feedback loops of seeing people having the thing and then us feeling bad for not having the thing and then us trying to get the thing and being disappointed for not getting the thing. Yeah. Then we need to remain more mindful of Im- uh, important human relationships. Mm-hmm. So you can still have those meaningful connections with people, even though you don't have the PS five. Right. For us, for gamers, a lot of people kind of gravitate to these platforms where we play with our friends on specific platforms. But the day and age of platform-specific chats are what they used to be. You can have these Discord calls, and people can be playing on a variety of different platforms. That's true. And even more so with kind of having cross-play coming up even more so within games. Well, it's like when Destiny first came out and the one of the biggest things that the community wanted was in-game voice chat. And they mm-hmm. fought and they fought for it. And now it's something that is rarely ever used. Nobody uses it. I don't, I don't remember the last time I used it. You know, because because we have things like Discord and we have things like PlayStation and Xbox party chat, there's, there's no reason to even bother turning that on. Well... And when the on console version is easier to use and doesn't fail all the time. Yeah. Better quality. So another thing is trying to reclaiming the time for ourselves that would otherwise be spent on social media. So kind of taking care of ourselves, uh, because that can lead to us, uh, not, wanting to or not having that as much of that anxiety because the, the less we take care of ourselves the more we're going to value ourselves 
by those uh, external um, amplifiers like getting the new console mm. or the new graphics card or uh, the RAID achievement. Uh, embracing the time away from social media and finding solace in our own lives. So yeah, finding content in what we have rather than what we don't have. This is where the, is it the great gratefulness? No, the journal where you're journaling and you're writing down what you're grateful for. Yeah. Gratitude. 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 gratitude thank you. The gratitude journaling would come in handy because then instead of being so worried about what you're missing out on, you can look at your journal and be like, this is what I'm grateful that I have right now. So I'm not so focused on the negative that's tied to this console or game or what have you. Because oftentimes the, the people that have the higher tendencies for this FOMO are people that don't really see the positive aspects in their lives. Mm-hmm. They base their, their own self-worth their self-concept by what they have in a game. Yeah. Because it's an easy way to have a dopamine hit and feel great about who you are. I accomplished the thing and then I log off and I'm left with not really what I want. The yeah. And then work on our own, on our outside lives, the better our time in <laughs> the, the gaming world can be. Mm-hmm. Now, do you think there could be these certain people that would actually start obsessing over what's happening on social media and trying to live vicariously through other people and, ex- and their experiences? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It, but it can become a borderline obsession. Instead, you're, you're no longer focusing on your life. You're no longer focusing on your needs. You're solely focusing on trying to live, uh, like you said, vicariously through someone else. Because people like to see other people having fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of the, a human condition. There's a whole platform. Look, the one we're on. That's how this whole thing got started. Exactly. With the holidays coming up, um, there's a difference between receiving a gift and then giving a gift and seeing the person open up the gift. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which one do you get more enjoyment from? Opening. <laughs> I love seeing the look on my kids' faces when they open those presents. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I, don't, I don't have those. <laughs> yeah, your cats give you the same blank stare no matter what they get. It's true. I get them a box, though. Oh, all bets are off. <laughs> oh, the <old> but <laughs> what's that feeling, Alan, when you see those kids open up that gift? <sighs> I. It's indescribable. There's no way. There's no words that I can use. Nate, you'd probably know too. There's just no words. It's just they're so happy, especially if it's something that they really, really wanted, like all year long. It's the one thing they've been asking for, and then. Christmas shows up and it's there. Oh yeah, I'm watching. I, I don't know if you guys can see the doorknob moving behind me. Yeah, the the, the girls want to come in and meet their new kitten. That's <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, but yeah, it's, you saw them walk in here. I had to close the camera off, but she—that's the look on her face, like she has a kitten. <laughs> so yeah, it's 
but with the raid race coming up, the people that know that they may not be able to do it kind of get that type of or similar type of satisfaction seeing their favorite oh, yeah. Twitch personalities go through it or suffer or have success mm-hmm. and the adulation of seeing people be so happy. Yep. And that's why people gravitate to YouTube react videos. They like to see people have the same emotion than they would have. Maybe, maybe this will be Dado's moment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but then the nice thing about Twitch is like, it's, it could be both good and bad, but the chat allows them to not just watch, but they can also interact. So it feels like they're a part of it. Like they're they're not just watching; they're experiencing as well. Oh, the whole exactly. thing with the ARG was like that. You know, the community was all pitching people that couldn't even uh, game. You know, yeah. you you had guys that were just operating spreadsheets and t- and just taking stuff from chat and dumping it into spreadsheets and and spitting out numbers for someone else. So you mm-hmm. can still be a part of it. And again, it's like I look at the raid races. I will never do one. There are a lot smarter people in this community, and that's that's what they do. They do that. So we can figure out how to beat this thing so that someone else can carry me through it in six months. Exactly. Because, yeah, I'm not like when I see them work out these puzzles and they've worked them out and then fine tuned it. They're soloing it. They know the ins and outs of everything. And I still can't get a plate mechanic. Yeah, right. (laughs) They're they're figuring out pixel lengths and timing. And if I jump in this spot at this specific time, I can make it to there. And it's. Yeah, it's. It, I mean, it really is a marvel. It's like watching my favorite sports team. You know, again, yeah. I can't. Yeah. I can't run a four two forty. But I, the, you know, it's amazing watching is, someone do it. Is Destiny's Super Bowl? Yeah, mm-hmm. pretty much. Yeah, yeah. It's a great way to put it. Where so, everyone stops and watches, kind of the elites. Yeah. Just, Battle it out to see who they can who can figure it out. Well, I, I think that right there is our nice transition into our video game slash destiny news, because I think all of our video game news is, is destiny. Well, yeah, for the most part, I would think it's a big you know, chunk of it. Something well, came out. With with yeah. the gaming news, uh, there is the new consoles. Oh yeah. god, Those and who we're hearing are great. I've been hearing I've been hearing mixed things. Guys, just don't vape into your Xbox, please. No, <laughs> no, just don't vape in the Xbox. Yeah, don't vape in the Xbox, but there is Microsoft can't of, tell me what to do. For those of you <laughs> that have ordered I saw a, it come off mute and I went, uh oh. <laughs> for those of you that have ordered a PlayStation 5 and have one coming, there is a bug. A pretty serious bug that has already I've bricked heard up people's about it, but systems. I haven't seen I'm, too much about I'm it. I'm scared of bugs. Oh, you mean it's yeah. not the bug where people don't put the base on it when they stand it up and it ends up sliding off their table? That That's, one I love. That, I mean, I hate. I hate that bug. I can't. <laughs> yeah, I, there's a couple. There's a game breaking bug. So there's Xbox Series X's that are coming with non-functional or extremely yeah. noisy disk drives. Yeah. Um, or I mean, first generation or smoke product, smelling like blueberry to be expected. Yes, yeah. first generation. Con- I've this is why I'm an avid not. I don't buy the first model. I I will buy the second or third model because by then they should have the kinks worked out. 
Yeah, it goes with consoles, cars, computers. Yeah, you know, everything. we just had the what was it the thirty eighties that came out with a bunch of bad capacitors in them. Same, same yeah. thing, same yeah. story. It's, it's a the, lot of angry people with the thirty eighties. It's the capitalism. Art, they're trying to push RTX it out. Cards. But yeah, there's our FOMO rearing its ugly head. Is you had to have it day one. You know, we gotta, I, get, I, it. We I gotta get it now. I can't imagine it, someone that bought it third market. <clears throat> spent twelve hundred dollars for it only to have it fail on them because of a of a PlayStation bug. Yeah, because people will buy them at those exorbitant amounts of price because it's the I, one I want it. Two, they're in extremely short supply, and mm-hmm. three, this is the cheapest version. Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. you can't get it in store, but this scalper's selling it for twelve hundred bucks. Well, I'm gonna buy it for twelve twelve hundred bucks. No. And then you got the conspiracy theorists who are like, oh, they're artificially holding back, so that way it's more demand. Well, I, well, no, uh, Sony's not making, or Microsoft or NVIDIA is not making more money on people scalping them. No, they're mm-hmm. not. They're absolutely not. And I hate when I hear that. It's like, oh, you know, they're controlling more money the money Selling more of the product. Right. right. Yeah, exactly. If they could push out more, they would. You know? Yeah. COVID being COVID, it kind of put a damper on a lot of things. Because It sure did. It sure did. But yeah. Oh, I don't yeah. know. I, I personally don't mind not getting physically trampled or accosted in a parking lot. Uh, uh, no. No. I, I had a friend get beat up in a parking lot of a Best Buy for, you know, with for the PS4. Yeah, that's... Wow. No, thanks. So. That's why I don't like Black Friday shopping. Yep. Yeah. No, Anyways, it's even Black Friday. I work... <laughs> I worked it for two years. We'll never do it again. So there's that. There's that. There's the consoles. We have there's a fistful of new games that have come out. There's the Assassin's Creed game that looks really good. I've been mm-hmm. hearing good things about Valhalla. Good. Yeah. Um. You got you the met somebody COD mentioned the. Out. Yep. The new COD. Somebody mentioned the new Spider-Man that came out with the PlayStation Five. Like. Which is also on PlayStation Four, and that yes, was a, that was another FOMO thing though. Everybody was getting like really upset that they weren't going to play the new Spider-Man. I think a lot of people forgot because it was hyped up for PS5 that it came out simultaneously for PS4. And Sony has done this for quite a few years now where during a console release, they'll release it on both consoles. So nobody misses out on the game. Right. It's brilliant for them because they're making money hand over fist with them. And if you buy the PS4 version, you get the PS5 version. Yep. You can actually, I, booted up my PS4 the other day. You can remote play the PS5 on the PS4. Mm-hmm. I don't know why you'd want to do that, but... If you have it in a separate room. Yeah. Yeah. And then the I one we've like all been that. talking about is the Beyond Light. What's that? That's the new expansion for Destiny, the one that I have been voluntarily losing sleep over to try to get up for this raid day. Right. <laughs> so, Moon, how are you finding Beyond Light? I'm enjoying it. I've kind of had a busy couple of weeks, so I haven't been playing as much as I want to. Um, I say busy, also just kind of like emotionally tough, but um, I'm enjoying it so far. I really like when we get like big new destinations to explore. That's probably mm-hmm. one of my favorite things um, about when a new expansion. Rather than like, yeah. seasons. Yeah. Right, exactly. Um, and, you know, the whole storyline with Aramis and stuff. Super cool. Um, yes. Love being back in the Cosmodrome. The, just so much nostalgia oh, instantly it, it loading it in there. Nostalgia. 
I, you know, the friend that I mentioned earlier who got me into Destiny 1 <laughs> had to sit next to me and watch me for like two months just drive around on the cosmodrome in the cosmodrome and just do patrols <laughs> and he's like you have to do something else you are driving me insane <laughs> um, that's all i did because i was just so enamored with this universe that Bungie had created um and not just the cosmodrome but venus and mm-hmm. um mars like and like all the other planets Ugh, the little yeah. things in cosmodrome yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, All the ads spawn in the exact same place. We went yeah. back in the, the landing ogre zone. Is still there. The ogre is still there. We in the landing zone. There are those two uh, yellow bar knights, knights that I remember underneath. farming yep. for orbs because yep. you had to kill yellow bars. But the for ship orbs wasn't there. Stuff. The ship I, isn't the there. The first thing I did is I I went over them. The ship is gone, but the but the skid mark that it left is yeah. still there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is yeah, so cool. many things, and the and in the cosmodrome, a lot of the. I just I just went through and found all the region chests. A lot of the region chests are in exactly ones. where yeah. they were. Yeah. Uh-huh. Wow, that's so cool. The um crazy the, the thing the rock is still there for yep. in the loop a thousand the deaths. Oh, yes. I, I saw that the other day oh. and it was like it's oh that takes me back. This yeah. they they put so much fan service in re-releasing this. Yeah. Basically the way it was. Mm-hmm. I love it. Matt, I'm so happy. Do you remember with it. the, the loot cave? Yes. The, the the original D one Luke cave, the, the, and then the they took first. it out, and then they put it that those bones. Yes, I was yep. actually really surprised as they, they actually like you mentioned, Alan, that they left it there because mm-hmm. there's so many. There's new. Oh, players. I haven't seen. Oh, you know, I haven't gone there yet. Yeah, there's, I haven't there's seen it yet. All these new but players that are going to come in and see it, and then these veteran yeah. players are going to go. Oh, I remember sitting here for hours doing Stop nothing the- but shooting an old. Back, back in my day. Stop it. Put it Stop it. <laughs> and then the loot would come. Because I do. I do remember sitting in that spot while my friends shot in a hole. Come here. Come here. Just sit here. Don't do anything. Just sit right here and you'll get loot. Oh, okay. But then you start noticing the little tweaks, like and, and I don't know if anyone is where everyone's at in the story, but um, did everyone do the new light, the the new user campaign? Actually, I haven't. haven't. Yeah, go through and do it because they have a a mission. I guess it was uh, where the, the Omnigal mission. I don't know if it's it comes up in the in in the regular cycle of things, mm. but it's it's tweaked a little bit. Huh? And it's one of those Actually. you get in the room and you go. Something not right here. Like everything leading up to it was there, but you get to that last room and you're like, aha, I'm going to jump up. Wait a minute. Wait a second. Because <laughs> I know in the new yeah, life, I haven't you done had that. that initial uh, opening mission mm-hmm. where you wake up and you go through the, the Cosmodrome wall and go get your ship. Right. Mm-hmm. But so there's more after that. It's an entirely different mission now. They completely revamped it. They introduced the Shahan character, and it's Ooh. it's really a well fleshed out tutorial now. And it 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 gives you a start to finish storyline. Whereas the 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 original one, when uh, New Light came out, it was kind of like here's the opening mission. You get your ship and you fly to the tower, and that was it. Yeah. Now you're in a tower that's fully populated with all the NPCs and all the flashing lights and gizmos and whizbangs gang going, look at me, come talk to me, and you know nothing out of context. There it's now like a I want to say a seven or eight part mission arc 
or story arc. Wow, I had no idea. So, and it actually at the end it yeah. takes you if you're if if you already got your little artifact from uh, from Zavala, it actually takes you up to, and that's where it concludes is when you get your artifact from Zavala. That's a mm. good tie-in. I like that. Mm-hmm. Speaking of the artifact, it's the third hive god. So we finally got a mention of the third hive god. So we had Oryx, and then we mm-hmm. had Savathun, and now we have Zivorath. They've just been mm-hmm. off in the void waiting for something to happen. But this... I might be wrong. I know Bife may correct me on this, but I don't remember too much being said about Zivu Arath. Well, yeah. She... From what I remember from the lore, Zivu Arath was just kind of the... Uh, ah, just go conquer. Just go... Yeah. War, 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 war. She didn't didn't really care about much else. War and rage are like her. Yeah. Thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's why we saw Oryx first, because Oryx was the explorer and Savathun was the, the trickster kind of. So it's a lot. lot I, I, it reminds me a lot of some of the uh, old mythology from the old gods in Greece and, you know, all them. But I, mean, I love it. See- Another expansion with the Elixir. Yeah. What I was mean, that? I was happy to see another expansion with the Elixir. Yeah. Fallen. Yes. And I just finished a mission or part of a quest the other night. And Varric said that they're creating a new house, which is the House of Light. And the Elixir are heading to Earth to join the Guardians at the Tower. Oh, and like, oh, mm-hmm. oh my God. That, that opens I was, up so much. <laughs> I was talking to my friend about this, but he, and this is somebody who hasn't played since I think Forsaken, maybe, maybe a little oh, wow. shadow keep, but he was talking about, he, he was, he was playing with me for beyond light stuff. And he was like, this is setting us up to have Elixir guardians. Isn't it? Like it is I mean, right. It has to be. <laughs> and I was like, it, yeah, probably. If nothing else, they'll, They'll probably be Elixir NPCs in the tower. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And how? No, they already they already got us on that with uh, with Varric, so we're we're okay with that. Yeah, I mean, I would love to see different playable races in another iteration. You mm-hmm. know? Yeah, I agree. That would be fun. Dethon, yeah. maybe. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> you can now play as an as an Elixir, and you're like, yeah, finally. Because right now, D2 has surpassed Destiny 1 in terms of the length of the time it's been out. Yeah. Yes. Which also doesn't feel real. (laughs) Can I just. When it should have released back in September, should have been, quote unquote, Destiny 3. Mm -hmm. If Activision was still part of it, it would have been. Yes, probably. Mm -hmm. So when you really think about it, it's like. We've been playing this for a long time, and they're really fleshing out the lore and the story and the mechanics and the broken subclass that is the void, which is the (laughs) estasis, (laughs) and the nerf that I am really, really, really sad about. (laughs) Yes, yes, having to get used to that shorter melee is rough. You know what's funny? Is I finally unlocked the stasis subclass on my character Monday oh, night. So you shouldn't have a problem then. No, they nerfed it Tuesday. Yeah, 
<laughs> who didn't know what it was. Well, I it, hadn't even played was, Crucible because I hadn't unlocked it, and oh, I heard it was just an absolute. Yeah, it, it was, it was a, like it was like the fall with show. Um, um yeah. oh, what were the Destiny One raid weapons that were broken? Meta class, Infinity, Vex, Meta class. Yeah. You know, you didn't if you didn't get to play those for that week. Um, there was one in Destiny Two, Prometheus the, Lens. Pre, yeah, I was, I was one of the lucky tag. few that got Mythoclast um, my first run. Yeah, through Vault before they nerfed it to hell, and oh my oh, yeah. god! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. How far we've come since then? Now they can just oh no, it's broken. Turn it off. Remember, time is a construct. If you've learned nothing this this podcast, time is a construct and it doesn't exist. Well, you know. Well, I'm joking. Actually not this year. Can we just like? <laughs> It feels like time is going too fast and too slow at the same time. Like the right. exo, like the exo says, there's no time to explain. And everything is on fire, so it's like you're running on a treadmill through fire. And this I'm, is fine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, you just made me think of Coco for some reason when you said everything is on fire. Wait, which like chocolate the, milk? Like what? Are we no, it's a, it's a Disney movie. Coco. Oh, I okay, oh, that one. And everything is on fire because <laughs> it's it, it's true. It's like in all, in all honesty, Destiny was like Beyond Light. It was I was like looking forward to this. This was getting me through these last few months. And yep. Yes. So another aspect with Beyond Light is the crow. Oh. Oh, I love the crow. I I don't want to be too spoilery. No, no, go ahead. I I, (laughs) okay. You can't you can't do something like this and not be spoiled. I'm sorry. I mean that's true. Yeah, we knew it was happening. We knew it was happening already. I don't like that they changed the ghost's name to Glint. 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 It was supposed to be pork chop. Pulled pork. Pork pork. Pulled pork. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, but uh, I don't mind honestly. I um. I, I think even in the Glenn. lore, it was never actually like pulled pork was never actually his name. It was just like the guardian that saw him yeah. was like, I'm going to call you pulled pork. And he was like, ah, okay. <laughs> um, but, oh God, the mission that you do, like the, the way you meet the crow and you go talk to the spider and stuff, the dialogue that you get from the crow and between crow and spider is phenomenal. And the characterization yeah. of crow is it's just so fantastic. I am. Brandon did a really good job. He did. He's a friend of the of y'all's too, isn't he? He's yeah, he show. came on the show. Mm-hmm. And I know. I think Joe has a a wave uh, form poster, and I think he had it signed oh, yeah. by him. Oh, that's really cool. Uh, but yeah, no, he's fantastic. I, I I'm just very impressed with that specifically. Um, yeah, so I've, far, I've I think been that's hearing probably this. my favorite part. Yeah, again, you can't do tangent. these things without getting spoiled, but I've been hearing that his voice characterization, that uh, the way he played the part really sold the uh, amnesia of it all. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, he does right? it he phenomenally. Has no idea. Phenomenally. Dude has no clue. Nope. And on. Spider, Spider is taking yeah. excessive lengths to make sure that mm-hmm. he doesn't find out. Right, right. Yep. I can't wait to meet the queen again yeah her reaction to all this well you kind of feel bad for crow just being used by spider well you gotta look at it like this 
he can't go anywhere else. It he goes sucks, to the tower. Right, the he's going to be killed on the spot. If he yeah. goes to the, the reef, he's going to be killed on the spot. That's what the spider says too. He's like, well, we all, we all know what's waiting for him back at the tower. And it's yeah. like, you suck, but like, you're also right. <laughs> there are a he's few, also- I, I'm sure the Vanguard would understand and try because look at no how many longer others. Aldrin. No, look at how many others that they have taken back even after shunning Osiris, uh, Eris Morn, all these other characters that they have just taken back. Oh, th- that's another big plot point. Osiris. <sighs> He's now ghostless. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my yeah, see, I would, I would just love to see the comedy of Aldrin, oh, sorry, the crow showing up at the tower and immediately getting shot and pulled port going res. Someone shoots him <laughs> and get res. And I'm just going, stop. <laughs> I think stop. we should be nice Ow. to crow. I it mean, I've be. always been <laughs> of this mind, but like, ah. Uh, like, how many reses would it take before it clicked that, oh, he's resing. Hmm. I, this is a I'd be curious to see which of the NPCs would break the taboo and go after his ghost. Mm. I don't know. I, I would hope the ABI Coral. But like, uh, <sighs> I don't know. And, There's the whole like yeah. revenge fantasy thing that I could get into that makes me really mad <laughs> about the way people talk about this whole situation. But I, I won't mean, get into we could it. just, just use uh, we could use Crow as the new tribute hole. Just kind of set him over there in the corner and <laughs> test weapons on him. No, <laughs> I am fully not a proponent of proponent pro, proponent. Yeah, words are hard. Blah, blah, blah. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I think I <laughs> Forsaken was such um, an impactful DLC to me. Yeah, because it mm-hmm. just kind of you know shows that like that kind of revenge is only going to cause more and more pain. Like it's it's just it just perpetuates that sort of thing. And now that we kind of come face to face with this, this person that was in our past, but is no longer the same being at all. Mm -hmm. Um, And watching people react to that respectively is very, very telling. Yeah. I mean, people are, he he is still kind of filling this, a similar role as he was before though. Mm -hmm. If you look at it also like he was supposed to be, in in the alpha was it he was like he wasn't there he was in the pre-alpha the pre-alpha okay so he wasn't he the dude in the cosmodrome who just like showed you how to do stuff right um he was a space pirate (laughs) yeah and it's i I feel like we're kind of like looping back around (laughs) to that now um like bungie is finally you know not under activision's thumb anymore so they're getting to tell this story that they wanted to Mm. tell maybe just in a different way uh, at least that's what it looks like to me. So using what they wanted to do. Yeah. Without Activision kind of meddling inside. Now, here's my thought on a lot of the stuff that they've been re- wrapping up right now. Like we know who the exo stranger is. She's explained yeah, a lot of stuff. Elsie Bray. It feels like they're kind of wrapping it up to try to start something new. Yeah. As much as I love Destiny and I love that they want to keep putting stuff out, it kind of feels like they're, you know, trying to put it to bed. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, that's definitely a possibility. And the mm. fact that the narrative team also just has so much runway right now. Yeah. We kind of have like an end in sight with, um, what is it, Lightfall? Mm-hmm. Um, it's, I, I, who knows what's going to happen after that? Yeah. Because <laughs> what you're saying, Alan, is, is- I don't think it's very far off because 
the series has been going on for quite a while. So this yeah. is year seven? Year seven. And mm-hmm. a lot of the stuff that the, a lot of the story that they wanted to put in the first game is just finally coming to fruition. Mm-hmm. You know, they're finally oh. dusting it off and putting it out there. Because with Lightfall, it's going to be year eight. And yeah. they might just finish it there. Uh, that last no, the Witch Queen season. is year eight. Witch yeah. Queen is. Yeah. yeah. Lightfall's year nine. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's two more years. <laughs> we, got a, we got a little bit. We're not like completely yeah. at the end. But they might yeah. not bring it. They said 10-year contract, so they might bring it to 10 years. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. But I mean, it does. It, well, it, they, owe us that, they, they owe us that year back for Rise of Iron. <laughs> I like Rise of Iron. I did I, too, but you knew that was kind of like. So you uh, want Rise of Iron back? I don't pay want no Black attention Armory to the man back. behind the curtain. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I still liked it. I want Black Armory back. Still one of the best. <sighs> yeah. Agreed. Taken King and Forsaken are, were really good, but I'm yep. really seeing Beyond Light to kind of coming up to par. Yes, yeah. I agree. Mm-hmm. It, it, right now, it's, I'm not really too far into it, but I'm seeing what they're laying down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And where they're going to be going with it. Yeah, and again, like I, I haven't been able to keep up, but I don't feel like I'm left behind. Like, I, again, the Dreaming City cycle was the first, was, was another one of those where I was just like, man, okay, I've got to yeah. wait three weeks before I can even cycle back and catch up with where, where people were and it's like i don't feel that with beyond light at all so i'm i'm very very impressed and very happy with that because i can kind of hop in and based yeah exactly yeah. and you you play them at your pace you roll through them i did that an entire the entire new light mission and you know it didn't change your gameplay experience but it was just a nice little add-on that had a nice mm-hmm. arc to it and it just it, it, i'm at 1200 and i don't feel bad yeah, I I really hope that they kind of shy away from doing what they did, even with the last season, where if you didn't play each week and mm-hmm. go through and do the Silver Tree each week, you missed out on lore and you missed out mm-hmm. on you know just in, in-game stuff. Like it it doesn't change the way you play the game at all. It's all just cosmetic and you know yada yada. Right. But there are people I I did see people being like, oh, man. Now I, I can't it. finish it. I can't I do this. Yeah. And I, can't I was, this. yeah, I was one of those because I, you know, there's six more weeks of the season. Yeah, there's two more books. They never once said, "Hey, you probably you might want to have it done by this day if right. you want to get this stuff done because it's not going to be available after that." Because I remember I back felt- in in D one, it was I need to get everything and get everything done. And now I'm I've come to a point where. I've come to the realization that I'm not a Twitch streamer. Yeah. I don't play the game maybe six, eight hours a day. I'm not going to get everything. Mm-hmm. No. And that's okay. Yeah. It doesn't change my enjoyment of the game. Not at all. You're right. That and that's absolute, absolute bare minimum to get this. Yeah. And that's, <laughs> that's the, the right way to be is just have fun. I stress this game. to my kids all the time. If you're not having fun, don't play the game. Right. You know? 
But on that note, everyone that's going, well, for people that are listening to the podcast, when it comes out on Saturday, on the 21st, everyone that's going for the raid race, good luck, have fun, but make sure to stay healthy. Yeah. Yes. If, if we sure find out you're still playing this when this episode releases, <laughs> we will come and find you. <laughs> if you are still raiding when this episode drops, we will find you. Drink some water. Get some sleep. Take yes. a nap. Yeah. Like, Take a nap. Yeah. Stretch. Yeah. Yeah. Some nerve Don't gliding be... stretches in your hands too. I know I've seen some yes. of the some of the big teams that have done that. If you if you're sitting there after like six hours and you're just beating your head against a wall. Take a break. Get mm-hmm. some food. Take a nap. Walk away from it from a bit. Get fresh. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Anyways, don't Joe and Chad, we don't we don't we don't need the travel expense. I know a guy. Yeah. <laughs> I know a guy. <laughs> hey, whoa, whoa, whoa! That's my um, line. I know the guy. <laughs> Are you all from the East Coast? Pretty much. No. I'm on the Def- Atlantic coast. I'm even okay. further east. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm I'm the lone West Coaster out here in LA. Okay. So Moon, okay. where gotcha. can kind of people find you? You can mostly find me on Twitter, just ranting about things and being obnoxious. Uh, at Moonvald. Lies. Um, Lies on the being obnoxious part. Yeah. I don't know. Say that right I now. That. <laughs> I find myself pretty terrible, but you know what? I, I just. Lot. You're not terrible. Whatever. You're awesome. <laughs> Thanks. Continue. <laughs> not to sell myself short or anything, but anyway. <laughs> Twitter. Um, and then also on Planet Destiny. Destiny News underscore net um, is on Twitter and also Planet underscore Destiny on Twitch. Sometimes I will hop on the podcast, even though I haven't for like the past several months. Um, I should probably get on that again. <laughs> um, Ooh, but you came on ours. Ooh. Like I said, I just uh, <laughs> hosting things and I don't know. <laughs> not very good at you're being it, but busy you're being i am busy. i'm very busy yeah i'm we yeah. appreciate your time here well thank exactly. you no it was it was great to come on you guys are a great group of dudes and um like i've worked with joe in the past too and like just incredible people with a great cause that you're behind so i really appreciate it and i really appreciate your presence in the community and i think thank um you. a lot of people could say the same for sure we try our hardest you do a good job <laughs> you're trying is not for not yeah. We try with our rambling. Yes. It works. I think it works. <laughs> and our derailment. That's that's every podcast that's and ever happened crossing. in the history of man, though. Is and <laughs> our Animal Crossing. God. Jeez. I could just hear oh. Joe just slapping the keyboard on the, on the other What's end. Joe's beef with Animal Crossing? Does he have it? Or is it no, it it's literally... It's inside it, joke. Oh, okay, yeah. okay, I got you, it, I got you. It's been going on since, what, February? Since when Pax Animal Crossing came East. out? Since PAX, since PAX East. East. Oh, my God. Okay. It was one of those show it, has had a animal crossing reference. Yeah. Since we didn't, uh, we didn't set out trying to, it just was one of those things. It kept happening. And ooh. after I think the fifth time it happened, someone was like, dude, we're talking about animal, animal crossing again. And Joe was like, God, <laughs> and I, hate as soon as, it. as soon as he <laughs> showed that he was annoyed, he showed his little soft underbelly and we attacked <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> we became that's how, that's how it works. <laughs> yeah, he even edited out one of mine. <laughs> yeah. We became the kindergartners who were like, Oh, this bothers you. I'm just gonna do it. Just keep poking it. Yeah. Yes. Oh yeah. I, I don't I don't think y'all would be a group of friends if you didn't do that, though. Like that's just how things go. 
Joe Joe knows we love him <laughs> dearly. Is that true, Joe? Joe, blink twice if you're distressed. <laughs> true story. True story. So either is blink, blink. <laughs> there it is. Oh. Um. For us, right, though, where where can they find us? Um, for us, uh, we're doing a whole bunch of, of of really cool things. So check out our website, guardiansmh.org, uh, for all latest updates, as well as Twitter at guardiansmh. Um, you take a look at our Patreon and Ko-Fi. So that's Patreon.com/slash Guardian uh, GMH Mental Health Kits and ko-fi.com slash guardiansmh where you can help continue and help us curate and continue to make these lovely amazing mental health kits with so many good things in them that yeah. uh, amanda has been filling i have not been doing anything because i'm horrible um but you're busy no i am but still uh, <laughs> You can uh, just help us continue this uh, cause that we're trying to do and shipping these out, giving them to anybody who requests them for free. Up to what, almost 400 that we've sent out? Oh, I don't have that list in front of me. Yeah, the last time I checked, we were close to (laughs) Yeah, y'all have a fundraiser going on soon. Oh, yeah, Joe said it in the chat. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're going to be having a a fundraiser uh, in two weekends. Yes. We will start pushing that on social media. So you will be very much aware when we go live and when that fundraiser happens. Um, Feel free to join our Discord server where you can chat with us. Um, We have our RTS bot within there and our Twitch that has on-demand resources for whatever you need at the time. Uh, We have a fantastic peer support that's just a really own community within a community that is awesome so come join us there at discord.gg slash guardians mh um any if you want some fire merch that's what the cool kids are saying right fire Um, (laughs) wow and i'll roll my own psychic damage but bonfire.com slash store slash guardians mh for all your guardians mh merch needs and we, we were also part of the uh, streamer mental health kit. Yes. With uh, geeks like us and geek therapeutics. That's really cool. I didn't yes. Know uh, so for $35 uh, for the entire year, people have access to the streamer mental health kit. So if anyone that is a streamer or a mod that is interested in learning more about mental health and kind of how to be a advocate or being able to orient people to the proper channels. I highly advise everyone to go uh, look at that, uh, that course. It was made by a group of great individuals and I'm lumping ourselves into it. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I think it's true. So <laughs> <laughs> thank you. <laughs> thank you. I need that validation in my life. Um, I do. Uh, no, that was actually that was a lot of fun to do. You get to see myself, Joe, Doctor Goku, can kind of go through a few things. It was a lot Dr. of fun. Be- Doctor Beams of Video Game Doc is there. Yes, uh, Doctor Ryan Kelly is there. Uh, the researchers behind uh, Geeks Like Us are there as well. Geek Just a fantastic, fantastic uh, group all around. Um, and last but not least. 
give us a review on iTunes, Podbean, Spotify. This is how algorithms work, guys. If you like us, if if we made you laugh once, if you're also pissed off that Animal Crossing is said at every episode since just February, like just like Joe, write us a review. Give us five stars, but write a review saying you hate Animal Crossing. We'll appreciate no. it, and we will say it live on the air as well, give too. Us, give us five stars and tell us that Joe's wrong. Right. <laughs> and I will definitely right. read it on the air. Oh, and we will. If 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 you're a huge fan of Animal Crossing and want to take out your frustration on Joe, write a review, and we will gladly do that for you. <laughs> Joe's not here to defend himself. Let's go. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. the, the the reviews put us, you know, put us up the charts. Yes. It makes us uh, more visible and and gets the word out there and gets our message out there. Helps so us we would on- definitely. Yeah, yeah, definitely appreciate any any reviews you give us. Five stars are great. We'll take what we can get. Be honest with us. Yeah. And so. even if any reviews that are on, we will read. We take constructive criticism very mm-hmm. well. But just know I might cry on air. That's all you have to know. <laughs> um, I think that's all I got before I continue shilling myself out. Um, but on that note, for me, <laughs> thank you, everyone, for joining us tonight. And stay healthy and stay safe. <laughs> <laughs>